What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and as always with me is my co-host, Connor Sheeran. Connor, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We do. We do. Uh, we, have, we have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And even coming off a loss, I, I don't know. I don't feel that bad. You know? Yeah, well, let's start with that loss, because honestly, there are a lot of things that went wrong. And honestly, a lot of things that surprisingly went right. Um, Let's start with the defense because this is now the third week. I was hoping you'd want to start on a high note, but let's start with That's not what what this podcast is. Come on now. Let's get this out of the Um, way. So can you tell me? Wow, this is, oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay, so. More points in all but one game this season. Uh, they gave up 24 points in the win against the Titans, and they gave up 19 points in the loss to the Panthers. Hmm. That's that's the highlight of this defense so far. Those are the that's highlights. Bad. 24 points. Uh, as of last week's. Starting from last week, the Jets have given up 40 in a row, 45 points, 31 points, 54 points, 27 points. That's bad. That's bad. That's as bad. That's truly as bad as it gets for a defense. Like it's you. It's bad. Yeah. And for a team that's traditionally been structured around having a decent to good defense. I feel like that's always been the Jets franchise's MO, at least for like since Rex Ryan game, uh, since the Rex Ryan even days. Before, even before that, you know, the back exchange. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this is this, you're right. This franchise has always kind of private itself, prided itself on its defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for good reason, because it's had good defense. I mean, we have, if you go in the history of the organization, I mean, you go through the list and there are, uh, there, there are some Hall of Famers in that list. Yeah. Uh, like some all, all-time all greats that have... And some you know, should be in the Hall of Fames, like Joe Klecko. Right. Right. You know? So, what does this team do? This is a this is a team that has a defensive-minded head coach. Because, you know, we can do we can do better than just saying, damn, it's bad. You know, yeah, there's... They know it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they, they know it is. We everybody, know it is. Everybody... Like... Right. Everybody knows this defense is bad. So... What do you think it's going to take? I won't even put it that way. Is capable of turning it around? Does this does this defense have the pieces this season? Does it have the coaching it needs from Ulbrich and Sala to turn things around? Because the way I'm looking at it, I I really don't see. I mean, all right, you got the Bills coming up. Then you have two, you have three easy games in a row against the Dolphins, Texans, and Eagles. No one's blowing the doors off of no one. They're not blowing the doors off of anybody. Any of those teams. No, no way. You have the Saints who can't throw the ball right now because they right. lost James. And then you have the Jaguars. The Jaguars just beat the Bills and they didn't let up a touchdown, which is wild. They didn't uh, score a touchdown either. So right, right. I'm not exactly they, afraid they, of their offense. <laughs> Then you end the season with the Bucks and the Bills. So you could realistically make the argument that, the, that this is the window for the, yeah. for the not just the defense, but the team to turn things around and, and, After and week, salvage. Right. And salvage this season um, and make it respectable to a five to six win in the five to six win range. Do you think that Ulbrich and Sala can turn this whatever this is, whatever we've been watching <laughs> the last couple of weeks around, because this is, like I said, this is, this is quote unquote, the window of opportunity. Yeah. However, this defense says like, is the furthest thing away from getting the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I mean, God, I hope so. I mean, it's just like, it's not even so much looking at it from salvaging the season as a whole, because I mean that's, I mean salvaging t- 
turn, trying to turn this into like a good season was never on the table, offense or defense. Right. But all the like the past two games alone have sent the Jets defense in terms Jets offense rather in terms of like yards gain and I guess total overall efficiency into the top fifteen into the top fifteen of, of the league, which who the hell saw that coming? So when you compare that to the defense, who is pretty much the worst in the league now, I think they're like 31 or 32 and like efficiency and like yards given and points given up. Uh, yeah. They're 30th really- in rush. They're 32nd in points against right now. Right. Like that's, 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 that's last. That's absolutely horrific. Like you give up 54, 31, 45 in three straight games. That is about yeah, I mean, as bad this as defense- it gets. You like know, this defense this is giving is, up the most points in the league per game, thirty-one point four points per game. That's horrific. Right, the only semi-respectable unit right now, and definitely, I wasn't even like in the game on Thursday. I mean, they got like one or two sacks, I think, but it's like the defensive line, and they looked atrocious on Thursday too. Like Quinnen had a few stops, I guess, and like John Franklin Myers had a sack, I think, like at one point, but. They couldn't. It was like a Bart, coverage sack yeah, at the end of the and, game. And in the words of Bart Scott, couldn't stop a nosebleed. Like they could, like every single pass play, Carson Wentz had a wide receiver open. Pretty much the only incompletions he had was because he threw a bad pass. Uh, Jonathan Taylor obviously ran all over them. Like his yards per like his yards per carry must have been like seven or eight, maybe even higher. And I mean, totally just destroyed them. I don't know what the hell happened in terms of the defense Thursday night, but obviously what they're doing and what like Ulbrich has them doing and what Sala has them doing. I don't know how Sala said he wasn't going to get more involved with it, but I kind of wish he would just to kind of shake things up a little bit. I don't think yeah. I, you put too many cooks in the kitchen. Isn't good for any side of the football. Right. You got, I mean, you, you, you kind of shook things up on offense would love to see you kind of do something like that on defense, you know, especially when you so got like, a team as good on the offensive side of the ball as the Bills coming up. If you are like the, the shakeup at from on the offensive side to the defense, like to what a potential shakeup on the defensive side would be. I mean, it's not like you're putting like they put Lafleur in the box, right? And they got a new quarterback, and they're not a, they got a new quarterback who's been putting up points. Uh, they got two new quarterbacks that've <laughs> been putting up points. Um, right. So like, it's a little different in that regard. Um, I, I don't think to answer my own question, I don't think there's anything that this staff can do right now. I just don't. I, I I think that they're incredibly hampered by the personnel that they have. They have, I mean, this is, if it's not the youngest in the league, it's in the top three in terms of the whole roster. Just incredibly an incredibly young team, but especially the defense where you're, you you don't have a guy past his second season in the secondary right now after Marcus May has been out, um, is, is now out for this. Um, yeah. it is, it is the secondary and, and I, I, I can remember that the Jets have ever run out there. And honestly, you know, they've played pretty well. I, I have to give them a good amount of credit there. Um, they have played pretty well. You know, the Jets are still fourth worst in the league in passing yards given up per game. A lot of that has to do with, you know, just being super young. Um, there's been some coverage breakdowns and whatnot, but there's definitely some talent. Like, we, we've seen Bryce Hall is was a great day three pick. Uh, I think that Michael Carter II is a promising slot guy. For sure. E- Eccles is, you know, whatever. He's... He, uh, the jury's still out on him. I think um, he's going to be like Michael Card. He's going to be a good day three guy. I think if right. they could have the opportunity to kind of find someone better than him, they should go for it. But having a guy like Eccles there is, you know, is solid. Right. So I, I think it has to do a lot with the personnel that they run, um, that they're running. There. You know, their, their pass rush is just not, it hasn't been there. Um, I think that John Franklin Myers is a and I'm glad he got paid, but we, the production kind of hasn't been there so far right. since he's gotten paid. Right. Uh, 
I, the, I mean, if we're going to talk about Thursday night, I mean, the rush, the rush defense was non-existent. Not uh, even close. CJ Mosley was all. Uh, Quinnen and Sheldon Rankins couldn't stop a nosebleed uh, and Foley. Uh, John Franklin Myers had a coverage sack in like the last play, like the last drive of the game or whatever. It's, it's, this, you know, when you compare what Robert Sala had in San Francisco to what he has in terms of talent and experience, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Um, this is going to take this season. It's a very good sign. And the offenses seem to have figured some things out ever since LaFleur went up into the booth and Mike White took over. Uh, and it looks like Mike White's going to play again this which I'm excited about because we got yeah. Rob, we got fucking, fucking robbed, bamboozled, and of course they came on a touchdown pass. Yeah, of course. Like, well, and a so very he, good one at that. Like, yeah, he did. Yeah, it was, but he did say that it, he noticed it on the touchdown or the play before the touchdown, maybe. And he like, I don't know, something. I, I I don't know if it happened specifically. Well, didn't his arm hit the helmet or whatever? Yeah, that? like if you look at the replay, like when he's getting hit, like a. Like the helmet, or yeah, something happens where it just hits. Like it's like so, the, the elbow or whatever caused like the stinger. I think that off season Joe Douglas needs to prioritize a number of things on the defense. Uh, mainly the secondary. We need they need some linebacker. Need to add line. Just next to no linebacker depth on this team. Um, the yeah. linebackers, bad, bad, bad. You're going to get Carl Lawson back next year. Uh, I don't think you really need to address the defensive line right now. Uh, they were horrible uh, on Thursday, but it's been the strength of this team. Um, if I mean, you know, all you have to do is listen to Troy Aikman and just say that over and over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, um, but it has. It has been the strength of the It's. I, I think that has to do with it. It was. It was there's no specific unit on that defense you can blame for what happened on on Thursday. Yeah, I think it was a it was just start to finish. Um, they they have moments. You, you've seen it, you know, the fourth down against Cincinnati. Um, you know, you've seen moments. Uh, Lawson's interception and whatnot, which is still the only interception the team has had all all season, which is ridiculous. Gross. Uh, but the Jets, they, they sealed their own fate. They decided to come into this season with no experience in the secondary other than Marcus May. And now that he's gone, it is, it is without it, it has to be the youngest unit in the entire league. Right. Cornerback unit. Um, so, no, I don't think that this defense is not going to turn it around. They're going to have to rely on the offense. Whether or not they're capable of maintaining this pace on offense is yet to be seen. Uh, but it has certainly been certainly been encouraging. Uh, let's just talk about the game itself because it was it was a pretty wild game that the Jets were out of for the most part. Very end when they could have come back and made some noise and covered, which would oh my god. Which I felt ruined, so bad. I felt so bad. So many people. I'm sure more people had taken like the Colts minus like 10 and a half rather than anyone that had Jets like 10 and a half. But man, they were close. <laughs> like, they were close. People, and you could hear Joe Buck at the end of the game being like, yo, this, you know, there's a lot of people. This game may be over. Like, and like, there's, there's not a lot of time left, but there are some people out there that are certainly uh, still worrying about this game <laughs> for good reason. Cause all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, so Michael, all right. So it was pretty evident from the beginning, like the first drive, um, the jets defense is going to have off day. Yeah. Uh, they were going to have he, one of those, one of, the, one of those games. Yeah. So I mean Naheem Hines, uh, who if you didn't see did you see his cleats? No. He's wearing pickle rick cleats, which were which was fantastic. <laughs> uh, so the first drive, I mean the Jets started with the ball. And there was all this excitement. And honestly, I mean, just Mike White kept on moving keeps on moving the ball whenever he's in. 
Uh, they didn't score on the first drive, but they did score on the second drive. That first drive for the Colts uh, was an abomination. Uh, penalties, and they tore the Jets up on the ground. Naheem Hines start, like, kind of set the tone there in the game. Uh, but, I mean, the sh- it was the Jonathan Taylor show for, for, the, for the majority of the game. Yeah. Uh, he was, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's good. He is very, very, he's very good. good. It's very good. Uh, and we had no answer. We had, we legitimately had no answer, uh, for you know, honestly, any of the running backs. And that's been a major issue throughout the season. Like if you look at the Patriots, um, the the two Patriots murdered underneath. And I think some of that has to do with, uh, the linebackers just not being good. Uh, yep. Some of it has to do with the secondary, and uh, uh, part of it is the pass rush not getting there in time. Um, but these are just checkdowns, and the Jets' defense just isn't able to handle it for some reason. I, mean, I don't know about you, but like neither of us are on the team. But think about how frustrated we are. Like it's just a yeah. definition of insanity where you just do the same thing over and over. The, the results are where I don't know. You know, Salah says that he is, hasn't really taken a hands-on approach to the defense, so it's Ulbrick. But like, how do you not adjust? Like, how do you it's not all, keep yeah. some guys keep some guys in the flats, uh, or just play, just try and trust your cornerbacks more often, um, play more man-to-man. Um, it's it's just it's kind of baffling how the, the, the there was a lack of adjustments. Now. I think, what was the score at half? It was 20, 28 to 10. I outscored them in the second half. 40, 25, 17, and we scored. Tw- yeah, we outscored them in the second half, 20 to 17. Uh, but by that time, I mean, they were just playing passive defense and, you know, you know, letting the Jets just kind of get what they want. Um, so, yeah, it started off. They set the tone. It was just really tough. And then the Jets scored. And we were all jubilant. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, the defense, yeah, the defense came out. They shit the bed in that first drive. But um, well, I mean, the very first drive of the game was. Did we get the, the Jets? Get, did, yeah, they got, Jets two, got the ball first. Jets got the they, ball. They got a couple of first downs, and they punted. They punted, then, and then the Colts got the touchdown. But then Mike White came out and he marched them seventy-five yards down the field. Touchdown. Marched like marched. Marched them. them. Down. Like he and, he he was as efficient as he was in that Bengals game, got him down the field, threw that you know picture perfect pass to Elijah Moore to get him you know in the end zone his first receiving touchdown of his career, amazing. And then he gets hurt on that play. Started him in fantasy, by the way. Started both of them in fantasy. And Hell yeah. Obviously, obviously lost because Mike White only scored yeah. ten points. Yeah. Um. um and Michael Carter. But, I mean, Michael yeah. Carter suffered also. Yeah, I know. That was tough. I had to, I played him too. And, but yeah, yeah I mean, and you marched him right down the field and then obviously, you know, white gets hurt. And, but I mean, the defense goes out there and the very Colt, the Colts first four drives are the course of the, the first half. They get, they, they get, they get a score to touchdown every single drive. Do you realize yeah. how bad your team at your defense has to play for that to happen? Like, like I can get the, um, I'm looking at like the, uh, the play by play on ESPN and it's just touchdown, touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown. Touchdown. And it was halftime. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Like it's, I've never, I've just, I've just, I shouldn't say never. Cause I'm sure there's like been games last year. Like, like it just, like, it just Seeing felt, ghosts. it just felt like every single time that they the Colts ran the ball, they were able to get, you know, seven, eight yards. Every time they passed the ball, it just looked like there wasn't a jet within like five yards of the Colts receiver. And I've never making seen these... people so open. I, I, I think, I think Buck might've said something. He's like every single time it's, it just feels like there's no one in the area. It's, it's it, crazy. It, it's almost like, like when you play Madden, cause that's like what I can relate to. Cause I, I, that's what I, you know, regardless when you play Madden yeah. and like, they'll like put out like you, like you, like it'll tell you like the, the, the formation that they're running. Or whatever, they'll tell you how many wide receivers they're running the defense when you're on offense, uh, or and vice versa. And when you're on defense, you're like you 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 pick like a 
just like your your regular like two cornerbacks, bunch of linebackers, and like five wide receivers. And you're like, why isn't this working? Like, <laughs> why can't the linebackers cover the wide receivers? Like it's it's crazy that they are so open. I don't. I just don't understand. Can't adjust. I, yeah. Or or. It, it's just that bad like it could be that also i think it's probably it's probably that it's probably that they're the players that they're trotting out there in the secondary and just in the defense in general they're a mix of you know incredibly young but also guys that just wouldn't start or would be deep bench players on any other roster and it's been like this a lot like and, and it's just like these guys can't keep up. They can't keep up with Jonathan Taylor. They can't keep up with, um, why can't I think of his name? Colt receiver. Oh, Michael Col- Pittman. Michael Pittman. They, ca- they can't do it. Like, it's just like, they're just the talent level, the talent level. And like the discrepancy there is just so large that some of these guys, it, it, it's just, you know, they can't do yeah. it. And it's like, what do you want them to do? Even CJ Mosley, he's, he's most suited right now to be like that field general guy. Like he, he's played okay, but he's certainly you know you need. He's had his ups and downs. He's had some good games. He's had some bad. Had some games. bad games. Yeah. This was so, this was this was definitely a bad game. Yeah, it was a bad game for everyone. You know, they tried to. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've talked about him a couple times, but Michael Nania. I mean, God bless him. <laughs> he scrapes the bottom of the barrel sometimes to find like something positive to spin sometimes, and he did for Quinnen. He was just like, oh yeah, he had like like six or seven run stops in the game and I'm sure he did but like like what what when? it's like a drop <laughs> it's like a drop like compared to right exactly or when like I don't, I don't yeah. remember them like, yeah remember like them. what <laughs> like, when did they so happen? when right the Quinn was going up against Quentin Nelson so I mean that's a that's a pretty big it's yeah. a tall task for anyone but I mean like when you when something like that happens someone else you expect to step up Right. No one did. And no, no one did. So when Mike White did. went, when Mike White went down, what was your uh, reaction? I, mean, I was us. pissed. I was pissed. We were all pissed. You know, we come off yeah. like the we come off the Bengals game, and it's like I felt the same way about this game that I did about that Atlanta game in London. Like going into it, yeah. this was going to be a big time letdown. I was just, and then the Mike like the hey score the, the touchdown to tie it, and I'm like, okay, so. They might not win this game, but maybe things are just going to be di- be different. Maybe they'll be at the stop on the next drive, and they'll at least make it like you know a decent game. Clearly, that didn't happen. And Mike White went down. That really sucked. It really just took the wind out of like every single Jet fan's sails because we just wanted to see White. And I mean, like to his credit, Josh Johnson came in and played a great game. Threw over yeah. three yards, three touchdowns. Like that's a great game. And uh, I mean, it didn't matter. Put it this way. It didn't matter who was playing quarterback Thursday night. Just didn't matter because Zach Wilson could have been out there. Josh Johnson, Mike White, Joe Flacco. They weren't going to win that game with the defense playing the way they were. It just wasn't going to happen. And, you know, it just went, it just went and proved that currently Zach Wilson, out of three quarterbacks that have played quarterback for the Jets this season, Zach Wilson's the worst out of three of them. I just looked the worst. He looks the worst. And that's why, I mean, I think it doesn't sound like they're going to, like he's, that they're going to rush him back for this Bills game. But that first game that Wilson plays coming back is like such a giant litmus test for him, just based on how good that White and Josh Johnson both looked in this offense with LaFleur up in the booth and doing everything. Like, it's a very big test for him in a bunch of different ways. So let's talk about Josh Johnson. How many teams do you think he's played for? I was texting with my friends Thursday night because they were just like, who the fuck is this guy? Josh Johnson. And it just like, I, I thought Josh Johnson, like not that he was like a household name, but I thought that he was a name that people who watch football might recognize at least. Uh, I think he was at, like, are we including, uh, like, non-NFL teams? Because I know there's a few in there. Like, he must be up to, like, 13, 14, I think. Something like that. 14. He, 14. He's made, mul- he's made multiple stops at different places. Plus, he's also played for the Los Angeles Wildcats. 
the Sacramento Mountain Lions. I don't even know what league that is. Uh, and the San Diego Fleet. Um, he's been everywhere. Yep. Four-time All-Pioneer Football League. Two-time PFL Offensive Player of the Year. Four-time, uh, what is that? One double-A All-American. Where did he go to school? Oakland Tech? Oh, wait, no, that was his uh, San Diego. Just San Diego Toreros. What? Is that a real college? That's the school? The San Diego Toreros. The University of San Diego. They're Division One football FCS. Oh, so with you guys. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Your your FBS? As of this weekend, James Madison joining the Sun Belt Conference. You're joining the Fun Belt? Yes, sir. You know who else just joined the Fun Belt? Who's that? Southern Miss. Oh, all right. It's actually it's actually yeah. a pretty big story. It's actually a pretty big story because uh, the CAA, where JMU currently plays, because they're moving up in all sports, the CAA isn't letting them compete for like titles. They're not going to let them compete for championships, which is bullshit. Like this year, and the, so the, the, the football teams, the football, football playoffs, they're out. Yeah, they're they're not allowed to play at like that that level this year. Like football, any sport. Oh, this just this year though. Just, just this, year? this year. It's the final year. But it's like bullshit because Jamie football is playing really well. And the softball. Oh, so they can't even out. play. They can't even play for like the two-way championship, right? Like they can't. Nope. Against like, like North Dakota or whatever. Like they wouldn't be able no. to play that. Wow. If they went and made it, they'd be. They're salty. It's like a huge thing. It's like, yeah. I mean, how could you not be? I mean, they're doing really well. So that's the most frustrating thing. But. Right. All right, back to Josh. Um, so he came in cold. I don't know this time though, <laughs> like he was the last week. Remember yeah. uh, against the Bengals, he came came in for a drive and he was like smiling on the sidelines. He was so excited to get in. Almost scored a touchdown this week. Or almost threw well, a touchdown. His first drive, they fumble. Uh, Ty Johnson. I'm reading this right now. This can't be. Josh Johnson passes short left to Jamison Crowder to New York Jets team for minus five yards. Lateral to Michael Carter to the New York Jets 38. For, where was the lateral? Was this like a like a trick play that happened? Wait, say it again. He threw throws Michael it Carter like caught Crowder. a ladder to Michael Carter for minus five uh-huh. yards. And uh-huh. then he went for 23. So what is that like? A, was it, it must have been a trick play or something. That's not the yeah, point, though. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It was, uh, it was it was 14-7. So, like, on that drive, you're driving to tie the game. Uh, then they go down nine plays, 46 yards, easy touchdown. I mean, they just moved through the Jets like butter, like we've been talking about. The 10, immediate, immediately, another touchdown. Uh, and then it was the end of the half. It was the second half. Sorry, that was the end of the first quarter. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait, no, no. That was the end of- no, no, yeah, that was... Was it? Hold on. First half, the Colts had 28 points. I'm like, I'm like, all, I'm all frazzled here. Yeah, that was the end of quarter two. Oh, yes. Right. The first half. Then the had a fourth down stop, uh, and they had a chance, and they went three and out. Then another touchdown for the Colts. Punt. Then the Jets started make, moving the ball. I think it was around the third quarter. Uh, they went six plays, 75 yards, 11 plays, 66 yards, 13 plays, 80 yards, 12 plays, 83 yards. This was all, I mean, at this point, it was garbage time. It was, it was already, so what, moving the ball once it was 42 to 10. Right. When right. The, Col- and, the Colts defense probably just, were just yeah, like, okay, whatever. Just playing prevent, you're just going through the motions, whatever. Aikman did say, though, he said it looked to him like they weren't doing that yet. And like they weren't playing like prevent and weren't kind of like taking and, like, their foot off the gas defense. What? I think it's probably. I think it could have been honestly out. a mix of both. Like because it, it didn't strike me either. And especially as they kind of the Jets kind of cr- like creeped up a little bit. It's like, granted, the game was probably was definitely out of reach for the majority of the second half, but. I mean, like, they were driving down. It was kind of, like, le- like less than a minute to go, I think, by that final drive. And 
But like, had they scored and gone for the two points, like they would have been. It was a one-score game at that point, so it kind of just struck me. They as like, gone, then they would have gone onside kick. But yeah, like right. once it started, so, you know, like I think once they scored their thirtieth point, I think they just they got into a like, groove and they were they were kind of doing their thing. They were moving. They were definitely moving better. I mean, I think Mike White going out obviously just screwed everything up on offense yeah. at first, um, and then they figured it out. But also with, with the backup coming in, that also doesn't help the Colts. So right. there's a little bit of both. But he still moved the ball, and the offense, the the, the play calling was was good. That was something Correct. that that's something that's for the last two weeks since Lafleur has gone in the booth. The play calling has been creative. Uh, it, it's been decisive there's been they've moved the ball it's been good i think that it's it's a good feeling to have a josh johnson on the roster after watching him last week um the jets came into this season with no quarterback johnson to squad joe Flacco. also i don't even know what joe flacco is doing on the team at this point like he's like like what's the point because uh, they thought that he was in a play, and then Mike White like turned out to be like the sensation. Um, but as a Jets fan, I have a little bit of pride right. in that performance from Josh Johnson. I'm, How could you I'm, not? I, like you, if this game, if if Josh Johnson did nothing and it was forty-two to ten, to be like, holy shit, the Jets got blown out on Thursday Night Football, and they still did get blown out. Fifteen points, I think, is a yeah. Blowout. Don't let that don't let that scoreboard. Right. Deceive you. It was still. But also, I have to say though, this is the kind of game that if Adam Gase was still coaching, that is a game that the Jets lose forty-two to ten because the offense. Yeah. Every single per- the, the Jets would have gotten like a single touchdown when the game was like forty-two to three. That's a game that the that the Jets do lay like lay down and die for. So, credit to, I don't know coaching. who got them at least to go I out think- there and like play like it's the, no. it's, it's sala it's sala yeah, it's the I building think i think it culture. is yeah uh I, I think that yeah and, and you can feel a little bit of pride that the team showed some fight are you proud of the overall performance absolutely not no no i would be this team looked horrible right. uh you had your third string quarterback you know who threw for 300 yards but like who cares it was all in what it was essentially garbage time um I, I don't like I, I don't think I, you can write off the defense like I'd said before. I don't think there's anything that you can think of where we can say we can point to it and be like, all right, like that unit's playing well. We we can build on that. Like nobody on the defense played well, well last week. No one on the defense has been playing well for three weeks um, for the whole season, honestly. But with the offense, I think there's something there. That we that we're starting to see, there's a blueprint, right? Robert Sala said two weeks ago, Mike Lafleur is never leaving the booth again. <laughs> right, he made a point to say that <laughs> for good reason, because clearly with whatever it's whatever he's doing, it's working much better. Um, I'm not fully bought into it yet, though. You know, I I want to see them score some more points in the first half again, something that they really just haven't done. Even even though they scored first like a, a first half touchdown and. Uh, what was it? Was it even a? Was, it might have been a first quarter touchdown. Yeah, it was definitely a first quarter touchdown. They scored On another Thursday, first. Quarter, yeah, yeah. They scored another first quarter touchdown, second week in a row, baby steps. Uh, but there's things you can point to, players you can look at and be like, all right, we have people we can build around on this offense. There are people, there are players that we feel positive about. There are. You can count on less than one hand for that on the defense, the yeah. entire unit, backups and all. Like it's Quinnen, Bryce Hall, pens on the day for C.J. Mosley, John Franklin Myers, John Franklin Myers, and Carl Lawson. Hopefully next year, and that's it. Everybody else can go fuck off. I like Little Roy right now. Fuck off. Fuck all off. Right. <laughs> yeah, what? You think you can have my M and M's? You can't. <laughs> that, that's one of the best. Dad, can I get some M&M's? Don't you forget, you'll never be anything more than daddy's number one candy baby. <laughs> and for anyone I don't confused, even know what... If anyone's yeah, I don't even confused, know how to like... <laughs> if you don't watch Succession and you're not as online and logged on to Twitter as much as we are, you definitely will not get that. But if you are, yeah. 
search for Succession M and M's on Twitter and enjoy yourself because it's a yeah. very very funny video. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Anyway, <laughs> I got a little <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, everybody else in the defense can fuck off, but on the offense, we can go down the list. I mean, obviously, we're not giving up on Zach Wilson. No, Zach Wilson is is still the guy, but you have Mike White who has looked really good. Through a game in, in two drives. A quarter. <laughs> five five quarter. Yeah, no, not even five quarters. So. Not even five quarters. Um, you have Elijah Moore. You have Corey Davis, who's popped the points this season. Actually, Cole I will say, really it's really like, actually, because Mike White came in for that second half of the Patriots game. I feel like we all forget about that. So it has been okay. more than five quarters. It's been about six or something. Six and change. Yeah. So you have Elijah Moore. You have Corey Davis. You have... Keelan Cole, who's made some plays the last yeah. couple of weeks. Jameson Crowder will be gone after this season. He's redundant at this point. But he honestly just keeps on making plays. Like, yeah. he just does does the damn thing. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker and Makai Becton. Spe- but specifically Elijah Vera Tucker, because we haven't seen Makai this season. But AVT has been, like, after a shaky start, he's been so good. He's just yeah, been yeah. so good. His first game uh, against the Panthers was his worst game. He's just gotten better. Week after week, that, he's just week after better. Week. Yep. So he he's a he'll be on the Jets for the next 10, 15 years. Like he's um yeah. So I mean and then Mike good, like really good, like RB1, uh yeah. can do the passing. He, he can play on third, do the passing game. Uh he is I mean he does in that role, which you know, I'm very hit or miss with him. Like I, I, at some points, I think that he's a, a solid receiving back who can make plays in the open field. But this, um, and it's not the first time he's fumbled. Obviously, I mean, you know, Darius Leonard's going to get his, uh, his fair share of man. He that that of, yeah, that was pie, so, but he just literally went and was just a missile punched that ball right out of Ty Johnson's hands. Yeah, like that like, was and, like I was. If I remember correctly, like during the broadcast, they were like, "Yeah, like you know, anytime anybody he sees somebody with a football, even in the facility, he's just punching it out of your yeah. hands." And like, yeah, pretty much. Like that's 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 dedication right there. Love yep. that kind of player. Pieces on the offense. There are pieces there where we can hit it and be like, "All right, we can, there's progress being made here, right?" Or we need potential. Not as much on the defense. That's like no. the biggest thing that I took away from this cold scheme. Um, you know, the, uh, like we said, the defense was horrendous, but the offense showed sign has, has showed signs in a row, albeit with the backup and the backup of the backup. Um, so like, like what I was saying before, I, I'm not a hundred percent buying in on success yet, but I'm very much encouraged in the progress that's been made looking forward to seeing what Zach Wilson can do with this right. new look offense with with Mike LaFleur in the in the booth and everything. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see Corey Davis get back and we have our full complement of receivers. But we won't have our full complement of receivers because Denzel Mims is on the COVID list and that kid just can't get out of his own way. Uh, no, we not can't. that really <laughs> not that that's really his fault, but you know, he's uh he's he's a little snake bitten right now. A little bit of a he's got a little jinx on him yeah uh, so that that's my overall spiel on the colts game i think that uh we we, we can move on from this but uh any any final thought game so i look, just looked it up the jets have in the first three rounds of the next year's draft the jets have five draft picks that's good two in the two in the first two in the second and one in the third by the way that sam darnold trade Looks better and better every single week. And everyone that said that the Jets made a mistake those first three weeks by letting Sam Darnold go can go fuck themselves because he's now he's now statistically, I think, like the worst quarterback in the league. And every single Jet fan was screaming from the rooftops that the other shoe was going to drop. And it finally has. And I, 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 I said it before, on a personal level, I have nothing against Sam Darnold. He looks, he's a very nice guy. I'm sure he's a very upstanding gentleman. I'm sure I'd be friends with him if I could be, but if the, the Twitter, like NFL, like subreddits has just made me like root for his downfall. And because it's just like, it just rubbed me the wrong way because everyone knew 
everyone in the Jets fan base knew, and it's finally come true. But I digress. Out it, of those it five, me, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it reminds me of Dolphins fans us against Adam Gase, us telling right. everybody, "Hey, like, okay, he's not he's not good." Like, yes. we, <laughs> we watched it. Right. Right. Good to say Terry Bradshaw. Not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> I, continue what you're saying, though. But out of those, okay, so out of those five draft picks, in those first three rounds, how much would you like to see the Jets use? How many of those picks would you like to see the good Jets question. use on, de- on defense? That's a good question. Um, I want that center from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so forgetting his name, but I really want him. And I th- underrated position in the entire sport yep uh, it just doesn't like everyone's like oh center doesn't matter center is immensely important it just it is so important we saw it with nick mangold for 12 years like how right. important that position is because once nick mangold left even when nick mangold was at the end of his career the offensive line was still pretty solid it just was because he was there and he was making protection changes at the, at the line of scrimmage and everything right then he left, and it was horrible. So we know firsthand how important center is. I want that Iowa. Um, I mean, it really depends on who was the first pick. And, like, all right. So the uh, – I'm going to go th- – the so, like, this is sitting in my face right here, the projected draft order right now. Um, the Lions have the first pick. Houston has a second pick. The Jets have the third pick right now. Now, a lot is going to change. The Jets play the Texans and the Jaguars, who have the fourth pick right now. Um, They also have Seattle's pick, which is currently 14 Hmm. because of a lot of different tiebreakers. Um, And Russ is coming back. Russ is coming back. And so, like, I don't think they're going to make – I don't think they're going to make that big of a run. I mean, they could. They're certainly talented enough to make a run, um, especially with Russ at the helm. Uh, but, like, I don't think they're going to rattle off, like, seven straight wins. Like, I think that they're still going to have, like, a top 20 draft pick. So the Jets are going to have that in their back pocket. They are going to have their own pick. going to be very high. I I would say if you can get Kayvon Thibodeau, you do. Kid from yeah. Oregon, the defensive Yeah, from I think Oregon. he's gonna go first, though. Right. So, like, and I, that's why I was like, I brought that up because I was, was gonna say, like, I want Kayvon. But, like, is Dan Campbell gonna take a quarterback or are you gonna stick with Jared Goff? And you're paying Jared Goff, so I guess you're gonna have to stick with him. Or you can act a quarterback to now and learn and like the, the projected first and second overall picks in the draft. Right. <laughs> exactly. This, and Spencer Rattler is no longer at Oakland. No, he's not. Not <laughs> stink. Coming back down in the fourth quarter, but they, like they they aren't like top guys right now. Um, which you know what? Let's see. Is there a setting? Is there like a draft? There's no like draft thing on ESPN. Like I'm looking at a draft. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, like a mock pull- draft. Yeah, mock draft. Who is the number one pick? Wait, isn't this the same thing? I just no. Wait, hold on. Okay, so they have not come out with a mock draft yet. Um, but like Matt Corral, that's a kid who the Lions could take. Right. Right. Uh, or the Texans. Or the Texans. Um, I I would really hope that that happens, and the Jets get their pick of the litter of everybody else. And if I were them, I'd probably take Kayvon Thibodeau. Not probably. I would definitely take Kayvon Thibodeau with that third pick or wherever they're at. But realistically, I don't think that they're going to be picking in the top five. I think they have a couple more wins left in them, uh, and they'll be like a, they'll have a top ten to twelve. Definitely pick. have a top ten. But I, think, but yeah, I don't think it'll be top run, five. I don't think yeah, I don't think that yeah, based on the wins and then based on who picked. I mean, the Dolphins aren't picking ahead of them because Eagles had their pick. Uh, I don't even know what the hell is going on with them, but. Um, yeah, I think, I think based on the games the Jets have left, like you and I have talked about it, it's like 
five or five and six wins is still on the table. So I think it's probably more likely they pick in the six to 10 range with their own personal pick. Right. So I'm going to look at the big board right now, because one thing I do know is that um, this is a, a secondary rich draft. Right. Right. Have Stingley coming out um, of LSU. Um, hold on, I'm just typing. You have Stingley coming out of LSU. You have Kyle Hamilton coming out of Notre Dame. Uh, there's a lot of really talented pl- second, like defensive backs, in this draft. So to, to your, your to, to go to circle back to your original question, how many would I spend on defense? Those first five picks, I'd spend I'd spend three on defense. Mm-hmm. And the other, and the two offensive positions that I would t- take would be offensive linemen. Um, this is a this is subject to change. Just want to put that out into the universe. All right, correct. Things can change always. Uh, always. Like like if Zach if, if like I don't think Denzel Mims is a future on this team. I just I've I've seen enough from him. I I just I I'm proclaiming it now. I I just don't think he'll last. Um. Too many drops, you know, just not, he's not dynamic enough. He's not going to get the reps because behind Davis, Mims, and Crowder, uh, excuse me, behind Davis, Moore, and Crowder. Um, I really think that the Jets need to target secondary in this draft. I would Big love time. if they took, I think, I, I think that taking Kyle Hamilton uh, would be a great pick. You're, you're losing, I mean, you're not re signing Marcus May for sure now. Yeah. Uh, with this oh. Achilles. Um, I mean, Kyle I, honestly, I know you, gonna... you and I, you and I have like talked about him, but I, it is a bit, it is a bummer to see his career pretty much with the Jets kind of end the way it has. Like I know he's had his yeah. off the field shit with the the DUI and then like his agent being a dick and the franchise tag stuff and, but for the but for the majority of the time he was here, he was a very solid player and it's just a bummer to see locker room a, a good well. guy and it's just a bummer that it's going to go out on. Like Achilles tear, and I don't know if you saw the play that it happened on, but it's just like it's one of those freak plays. Like it, it wasn't even a hit; it was just like a non-contact footsteps the wrong way, and that's it. And it just it sucks, you know. So yeah. if this is truly the end for Marcus May in a Jet uniform, thanks for the thanks for the memories, my friend. So like, I would be cool with um. I'd be cool with that offensive lineman, Kayvon Thibodeau, my boy Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, a wide receiver. I wouldn't mind adding more weapons. Um, you can never have enough weapons, and he is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. I think he, he is a top 10 talent. Um, Kuiper has him at 16 on his big board right now. Previously at eight. I don't know why he moved him so far down. Jesus. Um, wow. Must have had a lot of other good guys come up. Uh, you know, there's... Uh, what's his face from um, Olave from from Ohio State? There, but there's a bunch of good offensive linemen. Um, there's a lot of good cornerbacks. I think that's what you what you focus on uh, in those fir- with those first five picks. You try and find maybe maybe you find a linebacker you really like. Um, right. That's but, honestly what I think I would prefer if they were to take. Which I really think that they're they're going to at this point use one of those uh, first rounders on a defense like a defensive guy. It's not going to be like last year where they took AVT and Wilson um, in the first round. So I think it obviously also also depends on who's available. But I'd almost prefer them to use one of the first rounders on a linebacker. Like he's like a guy. Like granted, you know more about college football than I do, but like. Um, if there's anyone even in the realm of a Micah Parsons type guy as a linebacker there, the Jets really do need a good linebacker. And I think this season, especially games like Thursday night have proven that in spades. I think that, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think that it's, it's defense. And if you can find a weapon here or there, you go for it. But like, you know, they, I think that you need to address the offensive line. Look at us, by the way. Look it's, at us. It's it is Tuesday, November eighth, and we're talking draft. <laughs> <laughs> November ninth. Right. Sorry, November ninth, <laughs> and it's already draft time. We're gonna have to get a draft guy on this show soon. Um, 
Yeah, man. It's uh, it's that time of the year, I guess. Uh, so, year. is that all we have for the Colts and, and whatnot? Because yeah. I would I would love to talk about um the Bills real quick. Oh man, they are going to be angry <laughs> on Sunday. We're gonna lose so badly. <laughs> so badly. Do you realize how like angry a football team is gonna be if they? Lose to the Jaguars. Not only lose it was a to the no Jaguars. touchdowns game. Yeah, not only lose to the Jaguars, lose to the Jaguars nine to six. Like they are going to come into MetLife Stadium. I believe it's the Jets are home. They're going yes. to come into MetLife Stadium and systematically dismantle this defense. Josh Allen is going to run for so many yards. He's going to pitch and catch touchdowns left and right. Like they are going to just dominate from start to finish and it's going to be it's going to be a long three hours so yeah so they have some injuries teron johnson's questionable one of their dbs zach moss spencer brown dawson knox all questionable jake kumaro is out although he's not really making much of an impact uh right now so mims is out marcus may and croft on the injured reserve tyler croft had like the catch of the year for the jets oh god and then like that poor guy. Yeah, and something he makes like the best catch of his career comes down and as long as like lacerated, I think they said it was. It's like, yeah, God, man, you can't catch a break. <laughs> Kevin Coleman has been non-existent, and even if he came back, he wouldn't touch the ball because Carter and Johnson have established themselves as the guys, uh, mainly Carter. Uh, so the matchup predictor, uh, ESPN's FPI, has the Jets with a 17.2 percent chance of winning. It's higher than I expected. <laughs> Yeah. Can do you know the spread? Quick little guess the line. Double digits? Yeah. Uh, 13 and a half. Very close. 13. All right. And the yeah. only reason it's not higher is because the Jets are home. So. so shockingly, the Jets are two and one at home. They are. And two of those wins came against Two well, one of the better teams. I don't know what's happening with the Bengals. They're close to the Jets, and then they went and they got destroyed by the Browns. So I don't know what's going on with them. But Titans yeah, still a very good team. Although they're missing AJ Brown and and Derek and Henry and Derek. Yeah. And no, they didn't have. They had Derek Henry against us, but they were missing. They were they were missing AJ Brown and who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and they have Adrian Peterson now, bro. They don't even need Derek Henry. He scored a touchdown. So he did. He did score a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> The Jets are going to lose this game. Um, that's my official prediction. Would it shock me if they won? No, because they've they've played well at home for the most part. One and two. I don't know what the hell happened to the Bills last week, but they looked horrible. Yeah, but Josh Allen. He looked exactly. He looked. He looked awful. I mean, everyone looked like looked the old awful. Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah everybody looked, looked, looked like awful. Here, Josh Allen. He looks terrible. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, he's having, like, a pretty solid season. He's already got over two, 20. He has 2,200 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, five INTs. I think he had three INTs last week. Um, so, he went from 17 and 2 to 17 and 5. Um, I mean, Stefan Diggs isn't really having that good of a year. Uh, their running game is, like, kind of non-existent. The Jets can – the Jets are – Based off what we saw last, so if you told me, if, if we talked about this game two weeks ago, there were no doubt in my mind the Bills are winning. 100%. I'm at like a 95% positive at this point. Because I don't, know, like what to make, I don't know what to make of last week's game. I, know. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was on the road, right? That was on the road in Jacksonville. Yeah, it I was. can check, actually. Yeah, there are two losses that were on the road. Um, or actually, they're five and three now. Um, yeah, they're on the road. They also, wow, they played the Titans and lost. That's right. Interesting. Same score as the Jets, 34-31. So the three losses are the Steelers, the Titans, and the Jaguars. And they were so hot going into that Titans game. They won four straight. They scored, oh, my God, they scored 35-plus points in all of them and had two shutouts in those, albeit it was the Dolphins and the Texans that that was against. But this is a team that looked unstoppable, uh, they lost to the Titans, which was a great game and it was a close game. And you're like, all right, it's the Titans. Like, Titans are good, right? And then they lose. They 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 smoke. Who they have? They smoked. Um, 
why did it do this? This website's so stupid. They smoked, uh, I think it was the Dolphins again. Yeah, they smoked, they beat the Dolphins 26 to 11. I wouldn't say smoke, but they beat them 26 to 11. And then they lost to the Jaguars, like out of nowhere. I, I just don't know what to make of it. I'm not putting a lot of stock into it. At yeah, all. you can. Um, but it gives the Jets a glimmer of hope. They are coming off of a, a they have a, a lot of time to prepare. And I'm sure they watched this game and were like licking their chops, like, this is the team we have to play, these guys. And they're right. having like this weird irrational confidence that I don't know why they would have that, but you know, whatever, let them have that. Um, this is all speculation, by the way. Always. And yeah, as always. And maybe the Jets are dumb enough to think that they can beat the Bills. Are the Jets dumb enough to think that they can beat the Bills? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think they yeah. I I think that they've probably I mean no team goes into a game telling themselves they're not us, they're not the fans that they're telling themselves that they know that they're going to lose the game. It just doesn't happen. But, like, think about it. Like, in any, like, when I go golfing with my friends, I tell myself that I'm going to I'm gonna par every hole and I'm going to keep up with them and I'm going to be great. <laughs> and I happened to actually play the best round of my life this past weekend, but that's neither here nor there. All right? Um, I had three pars. It was four pars. It was the most I've ever had in my life. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, like, you know, you tell yourself, like, when you're when you get the competitive juices flowing, you're playing pickup basketball or you're playing tennis or pickleball or whatever, and you're losing and, and, and you know you're not good, but you're going to yourself to hype yourself up and try and, you know, play your own. Remember the Titans in your head. Right. right. And, and uh, shock the world. And you're like, I, I can do this. Come on. Like, I'm 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 better than capable than this. And exactly. When CJ Mosley's leading that that chant, that that circle this weekend. Right. Um, the, the pregame, the pregame hype up. Right. Obviously, he's going to be like, like, ain't like, ain't no way this is going to happen again. Like, we like, like he's going to be trying to hype his teammates up. But like you, you lie to yourself. Yeah. You lie to yourself in the back of their minds. Every, we're all human. Like in the back of your head, if you're CJ Mosley, if you're anybody on that Jets team, you're like, shit, the Bills are coming this weekend. This fucking right. sucks. Right. But right. like the rookie cornerbacks are saying to themselves, it's like, I got to keep up with Stefan Diggs. Like yeah. the linebackers are just like, I got to like try to tackle a dude who's as big and as mobile as Josh Allen. If like, you know, right. we can't sack him. Like now these are gotta, pro athletes. So they're yeah. like, they're capable of pushing that in their minds and being right. like, like doubt and everything. And, and the good players do, you know, I mean, you know, Mike White will. Damn right. F and white. Mike F. White. Damn right he is. <laughs> right. So they obviously are gonna tell themselves and hype themselves up and be like, yeah, you know, we got this. Like we're gonna we're gonna go and win. But also like they know in the back of their heads what they're going up against. Right. They do. Yeah. You know, they're so I don't they're not dumb. They're not dumb. But they might be dumb enough <laughs> to think. That they could win. They might be. <laughs> they might get a rousing speech from Mike White in the locker room before the game saying, hey, you see this? Pointing to my arm. <laughs> this is healthy now. <laughs> and I'm Mike, see this? I'm Mike F. and White. <laughs> see this? We'll be <laughs> yeah. slinging touchdowns with this thing all day. And then they just Elijah, burst I'm out coming for you. I'm coming for yeah. you. Like, and Sal is like, hold me back. Like, we're, we're doing this. Did you, you know? see Woody Johnson's uh, tweet where he's like, uh, he's like, we want more. And it was like the little kid from the, um, from the commercials with, uh, what's his face from SNL. And it was like, we want more. It was like, it was like the guy sitting in the suit and he's with like a bunch oh, of yeah, like, priests. yeah, yeah. And they also did the, the Kylo Ren in Star Wars. Yeah. More. More. You did that. You did that. Uh, that was a pretty good impression. Bar. Bar. <laughs> Put it this way: the Jets, Jets got a good social team. I will give them that. Yeah, like they do. They don't. They, they don't definitely. get an opportunity all too often to post like fun content, but when they do, you know, they're usually pretty sure. on the mark. For sure. You know, you you definitely there's there's definitely some 23 year old intern yeah. who's being called into Woody Johnson's office. I mean, like, why am I being called into Woody Johnson's office? And they're like, I need tweets. 
Right. Give me tweets. <laughs> Can it's you like, imagine? Yeah, Kendall Roy. Of an NFL calls you in. Yeah, it's like it's Kendall, Kendall Roy. Roy. I need like dope. I need like what's the meme image? I need like yeah. dope tweets. I need dope tweets. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's what's literally the, uh, that. Like what, what? What did he say? He was like, um, what's the uh, fuck? What did he? Say? It, it started with he was like what they were. In the, he was in the cars. Like what's the yeah. the vibe? Not vibe. It was something like that. And what's I, the I was dying. What's like the pop culture yes. thermometer or the, something? Yes. It, but it was it was well more Kendall Roy than that. It was like yeah. what's like the temperature of the something. I don't know. It was yeah. if you watch Succession. And you'll 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 get that one, but oh my god, it was so good. But yeah, you know, like yes, they have a good they have a good social team for sure. Um, where was I going with that before? I, I was it, that was a, that was a sidebar of a sidebar there. <laughs> yeah, it's the Elijah we're, Moore stuff. We're off the rails here. Um, you got anything on the Bills? I mean, we say I feel like we say it every week. Go out there and be respectable. Offense, keep doing what you're doing, man. Just go out there and keep doing what you're doing. Last two games, they have almost 1,000 yards in offense combined. Yeah. Never in a million years would I thought I'd say that about a Jets, a Jets team. So kudos to LaFleur. We all had nothing but we bad things him. to say about him. They, yeah. Everyone was wrong. I feel like it's safe to say everyone – not everyone was wrong because he's had it's two games. It's two good games. But – we were wrong to jump and immediately like jump ship on him, I guess. Uh, you jumped to con- so fast. Yeah. Offense needs to go out there, keep doing what they're doing. You know, defense just needs to keep it, try to keep it close. You know, they have to go out there. They have to not give up 45 points. They have to not give up 54 points. Like keep, allow the offense to keep pace with the bills. You know, you're asking for a lot. I'm asking for a lot. I know I'm asking for a lot. I mean, the Bills offense is going to be basically at full strength. So you got to do what you can to contain them. I mean, the Bills are probably the best team in the AFC right now. I mean, who's – it's not the Chiefs. It's not really anyone in the AFC North anymore. Uh, AFC South, I mean, maybe Tennessee. Tennessee beat them, so it's probably like those two. Um so you got to go out there and you got to just try to just keep pace with them, you know, play competitively. That's all we say pretty much week to week with this Jets team. Play competitively, keep pace, don't embarrass yourselves. I don't know if you saw my eyes right there, but like they got really wide while you were saying that because I, uh-huh. I glanced at my screen and I didn't realize I was, I thought I was on the Jets page and I saw, I was just going through like the schedule and I was like, oh, like one o'clock, one o'clock. 820, 1125. The Jets aren't playing on Thanksgiving, are they, against the Saints? That <laughs> uh, was the Bills schedule. But I scared the shit out of myself Thank for a second. Because if there's God, if there's one thing I want for Christmas this year, it's for the Jets to not play another nationally televised football game. <laughs> Especially Thanksgiving. Like holy shit. Thursday night games Thursday night games are like barely national primetime games half the time. Like Thanksgiving, everyone's watching, especially the non-Lions Cowboys games. It's literally it's after everyone's eating dinner. It's the true primetime game. The last thing we need is another Jets embarrassment on Thanksgiving. So as of right now, the Jets only have one o'clock games the rest of the season. The, the TBD against the Dolphins on the 19th of December. I don't know why the I mean, TBD. Yeah, I think it's TBD because those are the games that can that end up being like Saturday or Sunday. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's, uh, I agree with you must compete, but I think that's all we got for today. It's a long episode. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about, we talked about that, that Colts game for a while. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts? Go jets. I mean, let's, let's see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> that be the, can that be the motto of the show? Go jets. Go jets. No, no, it's it's go Jets, uh, colon. Uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see what happens. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. That's the name of yeah. this episode right there. Go Jets. Let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see what happens. All right, folks. That's it for us here. Uh, if you enjoy this, uh, if you enjoy this episode, 
uh, and you want to listen to more Gotham Sports Network podcasts, you can find them at GothamSN.com, or you can just type in Gotham Sports Network into any of your podcasting uh, apps, and you should be able to find all of our content. Those are Apple, Google Play, SoundCloud, Sound, excuse me, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. Uh, if you want to find any written content on the website, uh, you can do so at GothamSN.com. And uh, that's it. That's, that's it. Oh, it. you can find me. Uh, you can find me at the NJ Mick. Because I'm Irish and I'm from New Jersey. Let's People go. probably hate so much they for doing that. that every time. That's, the, yeah. that's their <laughs> least favorite part of the episodes. They hate that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, go Jets. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Peace. Yeah!